The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Thank you very much. So we will get started and we're going to try something new today. We're going to be taking questions from our participants earlier. And I encourage our listeners to talk about a variety of sports. We have a lot going on today. So welcome once again to Sports Roundtable. I am Bob Branco. This is episode 283, dated Monday, April 7th, 2023. I'm sorry, April 10th. April 10th, 2023. That's today's date. And with us today, we're going to be introducing our sports spelunkers. We start out with the creator of that term, Peter Alchil. Good afternoon from glorious uh, Columbia, Missouri, where it's like 72 degrees and sunny and, and pleasant and joy, a grateful, gracious, grateful spring day. Well, Peter, let me, uh, let me thank you in advance for sending that weather up here because it's going to hit 80 in parts of New England on Thursday. So thank you for that gift. We appreciate it. We are more than happy to, uh, to, to do so. All right. Reverend Michael Garrett. Yes, and a welcome to a very pleasant 68 degrees of Missouri City, Texas. Luther King. Good afternoon from a 60s degree-ish. Nashville, Tennessee is supposed to be 70s later in the week. And Don Wardlow. And hi from Jersey, where it's just as nice as it is everywhere else, apparently, in the 60s. Perfect. Let me thank those people who make it possible for Sports Roundtable to be aired. First of all, I want to thank Brad for mainstreaming our program on ACB Media 5. Thank you for that. Michael Babcock, you are the host for today. We appreciate you taking the time to help us out. Raymond Gay, our editor and producer, thank you for creating the program to its quality. We appreciate that. The media outlets, thank you for airing the show when you do. Also, Tom and Lynn from Rosie's Place, because you advertise the show on greeting door number 14 on that chat line. Thank you for that. And finally, Jacqueline Sylvia from JS Web Solutions. You archive our programs on my website, which is www.brancoevents.com. If anybody wants to go check out the archives, they just go to that site, click on Sports Roundtable Podcasts, and you will see most of our archive shows from latest to earliest. Merci, Jackie. I think the best way to start, and Michael, just let us know if any hands are raised. You but do I have do... Malcolm up, though, Bob. I don't know when you wanted to know that, but Malcolm's well, hand is I just up. want to introduce a topic. We'll take about a couple minutes, and then we can yeah. have Malcolm jump aboard if he wants to. Yeah. The NBA playoffs are going to start. The season is completely finished. Everybody's done with their season. We're going to have the play-in tournament from the East and the play-in tournament from the West. I believe both of those tournaments begin tomorrow. Is that correct? Yep. I think it's the 13th, actually. No, no it starts tomorrow. Oh, it is tomorrow. It starts tomorrow. Yeah. And I think in the East, we're talking about Miami, Atlanta, Chicago, and Toronto. Am I correct about that? Yes. I believe that. I believe that's and right. out West correct. is who? Lakers, Hornets, T-Wolves, Thunder. Lakers and who? Lakers, Hornets, T-Wolves, Thunder. Hornets are in the East. 
No. Yeah, uh, Jazz. Uh, no, Pel- no. Pel- New, Orleans. New, Orleans. New Orleans got oh, the Pelicans. Oh, Pelicans. 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 Yeah. Okay. Pelicans, E-Wolves, Jazz, and Lakers. Okay. Well. No. Jazz, no. Jazz didn't make the playoffs. Oh, no. they didn't. No. no. They, so they, it's, they, it's T-Wolves. It's T-Wolves hosting Thunder as a T-Wolves oh, finish the night. And then the Lakers, uh, Pelicans. Okay. And by it's, the way. Yes, Luther. Speaking of the NBA. Did you see over the weekend that the NBA is now going to put in is now actively opening an investigation on the Dallas Mavericks for literally yeah. tanking the game against Chicago? Why would they want to tank? Don't the ask me. Because they because they, there was a Christoph Porzingis trade a while back where the right Knicks, he went to Washington. Yeah, and because of that. The Knicks, I think, were supposed to get a top ten protected pick. If it were outside, if it were outside the top ten, then the Mavericks have to give that pick up to the Knicks in that exchange. What do the Mavericks get back? I forgot, but I know they made the trade. They were supposed to get something back. I, I have no well, idea. They, they, they got Porzingis. The Knicks originally traded Porzingis to Dallas. And in return, Dallas gave him a first-round draft pick with certain. Uh, yeah, it, the, it, that was it, a while ago. Yeah, that, right, but well, that but that that trade still hasn't been consummated officially yet. That's right. Because if the Mavericks don't get a if that if they don't stay in the top ten with the ping pong balls, they will lose that pick. But Porzingis is now with the Wizards. Well, yeah, but that that trade still hasn't been consummated yet because we don't know what the what the finish is going to be in the draft lottery. So there could there could be a scenario where the Mavericks. Don't even have a first-round pick. So before we bring Malcolm onto the program, Luther, I've got a question for you. What would be the penalty if the investigators find the Mavericks guilty? My guess is probably the same penalty that they'd have if they lost. If they didn't have the top ten, they would lose that draft pick anyway, and maybe a fine, and maybe you know something coming out of Mark Cuban's pocket. That would be my guess. And maybe the and maybe the general manager. It could go as far as him losing the franchise. Good. I how it if be, if, if it gets I, bad enough, but I don't I don't know. <clears throat> I, I, I can't see that happening. I mean, I but that's again, the extreme. That's the no, extreme. I, 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 mean, I get it. I, I get it. I don't know if this is the first you know thing we've seen with a Mark Cuban led franchise. I mean, he's. I mean, <clears throat> if it but gets how does bad one enough, prove? Yeah. How, how does one prove that a team is tanking? Well, from what I heard on Friday night, they sat basically there. They basically sat five dudes, and two of them basically they had as rest, no injury, no nothing, where they could have played. The Josh, coach, Gre- the Josh Green, Josh Green, one other. The coach said, "I'm following management orders." Exactly. He's that like, it's management. He, he's like, "I'm following. I'm following man- general manager and our owners what they wanted me to do." And over the long haul, though, Mark Cuban's been too good for the game for them to do anything really, really catastrophic. He's not Donald Sterling. He's not. Uh, he's not that guy Snyder. I don't know his first name. Daniel but, Snyder, the command. Yeah, he's, he's, he's neither of those guys. And by so. the way, have you have you guys heard any more on Daniel Snyder of the Washington Commandors being sold yet? I've not heard anything since there were two groups. That had the same bid of six million dollars to buy the franchise. Only that he's considering selling. That's all I heard. That's the only thing I've heard as well. Because I mean, they they have literally 
they have they have literally went out of sight, out of mind. From what I'm hearing now, Commander Snyder and his family are in London now. So let's bring Malcolm on the show. Malcolm. Malcolm, what's up? Welcome to Sports Roundtable. <clears throat> what's on your mind this afternoon? Thank you, guys. Well, let's switch from hoops to stick and ball. I have a big question. Maybe you can enlighten me as to the requirements for a um, bullpen pitcher coming out of the bullpen and, and how often they can come out and how what the rules are as far as what the frequency of pitching can well, the bull, is. The, the, the only rule that I know of, Malcolm, is you have to have a three batter minimum. That's it. I mean, you have. I mean, it's open can, season. Managers can do what they want with their pens, but they have to, they have to have be face three face at least three batters. It doesn't okay, matter if it's so, a right-hander or a left-hander. It doesn't matter. So the other day, San Diego played the Braves. Mm -hmm. Peter came in and saved the game. Yep. Last night, they were talking during the game that it was low score, that if it came to it, they wouldn't have Gonzalez or Hader for relief is that an mlb rule or was it management no that's management. that's up to, that's up to the team management they they can they can decide who Jeez. they want in or out of the pen like if for example you had hater and he did you say he was in saturday night or friday uh yeah he was in uh let's see what's this sunday i think he pitched uh friday night okay so if they, if they wanted to throw him again on saturday they could have but maybe they decided to say hater, you know, is off limits. They managers can decide who can pitch and who's off limits. Let's put it this way, Malcolm. The Red Sox have played nine games and Zach Kelly's pitched in five of them. Nobody's stopping it. Okay. Same, same, same thing, I think, with the Cardinal pitching. I think they had Cabrera in yesterday and he, he didn't throw much. But I'll tell you um, what is being stopped. I heard say that Theo Epstein proposed a rule and it might even been adopted this year. No position player is allowed on the mound unless the team is ahead by 10 or more runs. No, I've not seen that be put in play yet. Uh, uh, I have. What does that mean? Saturday. What does that mean? Basically, that mean? if you're if you're up by 10, say like in college baseball, they now in most conferences now have something called the run rule, where if you win by 10 or more, that's the end of the game. But for example, if your team is leading like 11 to one and you don't want to use any more of your arms, that would be the mm. only time you can put in a position player to pitch. If you're, up, if, you're, if you're up by nine or eight, anything that's less than 10, you're going to have to use a pitcher. Okay. Got it. I don't think position players should be used at all. They're I agree. Players. They're not pitchers. They make True. a mockery True. out of pitching. Exactly. True. Like that. Last year it was that. done though. Then it was done so much that you're right. Somebody did make a move in that direction. I don't know how successful he was, and I don't think there have been too many position players pitching yet in this young baseball well, there, season. There was now you now usually the there was there was one that pitched against the Red Sox on Saturday versus the Tigers. The Tigers put out a position player. The Red Sox were winning by 12 runs. Yeah, that was a that was a demolition that game. And how about if you do something like that, maybe MLB ought to look at it and say, if you're going to bring in a position player to pitch because you're so far behind, you don't want to use your pitchers, call the game. Well, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to do that, but or maybe if, they're, if, they, if, they're, if, they're, if there's still some arms that are in the pin that need to be used, just use them. 
I mean, you bring a position player on the mound and he starts throwing forty-two miles an hour. That, that makes that's, a mockery of baseball. That that's, that's like true. that's like what the that's like what the 49ers dealt with in the NFC Championship game. They literally had a quarterback with a busted elbow that couldn't throw, and they had a running back that would have to have been a four-string quarterback. That's what be that's what putting position players like to me. You basically say we have arms, but we're not going to use them because we may need them again for another night. So uh, let's put yeah. the back. Let's put the backup first baseman in. Why not? And Malcolm, while you're on the subject of pitching, <clears throat> yes, Alex Cora, he's guilty of this. I'm sure other managers are guilty of this as well. They love to take their starting pitchers out after five innings because they're they're so afraid of the pitchers facing the opponents for the third time in the order. Oh, my. That's the the biggest load of Come on. I I don't get this from the standpoint that the human body has not changed in over eons, first of all. We still have the same muscles, the same bone structure, maybe different. Different between each other. The nutritional factor enter into it. The nutrition is better for players today. They have their own personal trainers. They have a weight room. They have all this equipment. They have all of this equipment that makes them stronger and better. And the stronger your muscles, the better you're going to be for doing anything. And yet you can't go out there and throw nine innings of baseball. So what's analytics. with it's science? There's too much science in baseball. Too much nerdiness in baseball. What's the deal with throwing a pitch and it's in the dirt? Corey Kluber. Was it last oh. Tuesday? Yeah, I think it was last yeah, Tuesday against the Pirates. Five innings, 67 pitches. Corey came to the mound. You're all done, Corey, my babe. You're all done. Uh, we yeah. want to take oh, care geez. of you. Well, you know what? They want to take care of their starters. That's fine and dandy. But when are they going to start taking care of their relievers? You yeah. bring these guys in day after day after day after. You're going to torch this bullpen. Well, you got a situation like the other. Yeah, you have a situation where you got a, a starter out there that can't go five innings. He goes five innings. Now you're relying on the bullpen, and the bullpen can't do it because they're overworked. Right. Exactly. Now you're and, gonna and, lose then, that game. and by the time you get and by the time you get to July and August and September, you're wondering what happened to our bullpen. You overshot them in April. They're all on the you crushed them in April and May. So, 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 so there, there are a couple of issues here. The first issue is the reason that people are being taken out before the third time around is less to do with uh, uh, physical issues. This has to do with the fact that, they, as Bob said, the analytics show that the third time around, uh, hitters are more likely to cat- catch on to pitches they're doing and are likely yes. to, to cause trouble. I understand yes. that logic. The problem, the problem is that, as somebody, as we've all said, if you do this too often, your bullpen's going to get your bullpen. By the time you get to July, mm-hmm. is going to have nothing left, and you're basically having like four or five dudes from your Triple A squad have to come up to bail your guys out, even but, in but spot starts. But, but why don't you? Why don't but, why don't but, we as pit coaches take our pitchers and say a pitcher's got five pitches he can pitch real good: uh, fastball, curveball, sinker, slider, sweeper. Dang. Now, what the hell is a sweeper? Well, it, anyway, it's, it's basically a slurf, basically a slide over the curveball action. Basically, so you so you take this guy and you tell him, okay, you use three of your pitches for the first five innings or first first two rounds of go around with the batters. Then you take your next three pitches and use those against the next six go around. Because I think the answer to that one is because every uh, every time the pitcher starts, some of his pitches are going to work better than others. So the pitcher has to sort of figure that out as he goes along. Exactly. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's uh, you know, to say that makes good sense. 
But doesn't it, it doesn't work when the rubber hits the road or the rubber but hits see, the mound? Or managers shouldn't have to tell pitchers that at all. Let the pitcher do what he's always done since baseball was invented. Mm-hmm. Do what he's most comfortable with and work out things that he's uncomfortable with. That's right. right. Well, that well that that's what that's what good coaching is. Good coaching, good management, whatever it is. They figure out what you do well. They make sure that they temper what you do well, and then work on the things that you're weak at. So when your good gets better. Your other stuff follows suit. It's well, not here's, the other way around. Here's something I hear from all of you you guys here in the sports <clears throat> roundtable is that it sounds like the manager is not really managing. The, the home office is. And the owners are. Uh, yes. If the, the, nerves, owners are, the nerve if the from Harvard. If the owners are telling the, the manager what the players are going to do, what the hell do you need a manager for? Why right. they that a government salary? I said that. Malcolm, I have a friend who reminds me that Chaim Bloom is, is running the team and not Alex Cora. So I said to him, well, if they want the front office to manage, why hire a manager? Let the front office go on the field and manage. Well, do you, exactly. hold on. Speak, speaking of front office, do you guys remember when Ted Turner basically told Bobby Codge he could manage better and he, and he tried and he ran out the lineup and he sucked <laughs> as a manager? <laughs> do, do, you, do you want to go back to those days when your team actually sucks so bad that you have to have your front office do the head of the team actually manage? Don, we haven't Ego. heard from you on this, Don. Do you have any comments about this? Well, as a minor league broadcaster, which I was, we saw a whole lot of management from up top, oh. management from hundreds and hundreds of miles away. Yep. Now, and and um, by the way, minor league benches managers can say and sometimes do say to the broadcasters okay so and so is unavailable tonight he pitched last night we're not supposed to pitch him two nights in a row or so and so is not supposed to pitch three nights in a row he pitched the last two nights so we we in the booth sometimes know who is who's on and who's off and who's not and that's even at the minor league level and it's certainly is the case at the big league level. The, oh, sure. In the minors, it's a question of, you know, whether the manager is nice to the media. And if he is, then he'll keep you in the loop as we, we tend to have managers all, who did. But you also have to understand, you also have to have their trust too. Because due to the fact that if you just go on air and say, oh, picture's not, and what if the manager doesn't want that? If he doesn't want that revealed and you do that, Right. And they maybe would, the next time you're not going to get that information that you would have gotten, you would have kept your mouth shut. Well, we've been lucky. We've had managers who understood that and told us, you know, what to say and what not to say. And, oh, sure. and, and we we kept to that. My partner and I did. Oh, I won't course. speak for everybody. You know, I won't I mean, speak I do, for I do that at the high school. But, I do that at the high school. I mean, I just check with the trainers from time to time to see who's on and off limits, who can and can't go. And as for the minor leagues, Michael, 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 Michael. Michael, go ahead. Malcolm, Malcolm made another. uh, (laughs) We we talked about this for for a lot. We talked about the the physiology of the of the players. They're they're bigger, they're stronger, they're faster. They got the weight on the personal trainers and all that kind of stuff. The the thing about that, though, uh, Malcolm, is they are throwing harder. Mm-hmm. Notice that the that the speed of the pitch is is much harder, and so what you're seeing too. One of the reasons they're they're afraid to keep them in there is is that we we're seeing more arm injuries right yep. now. Elbow, the UCL okay, so, damage, and you know elbow. That is Michael. The front offices want you to throw hard. More science. 
true. Yeah, and true. and I I've I've watched the, the the first nine games of Padres. Well, I wonder why. Okay, so <laughs> I have seen I have seen on both sides the pitchers come out, and mainly I've seen 80, 70 to eighty mile an hour pitches. Occasionally over ninety, not very often. Now, if that's the case, curveball slower change up obviously slider slider those are all mm. slow pitches now yep. that's not where that wear and tear on their arm because of the movement that they have to make with their arm to make the ball do what it has to do but again physiology is there in the strengthening in the elbow shoulder yep. everything makes it easier for them to do it than it was in the day of sandy koufax don drysdale one marshall you know, and those guys those guys uh nolan ryan he was pitching over 100 miles an hour Sure. And they and nine innings. <coughs> not every not every pitch, I grant you, not every pitch. But when he had to, it was there. I just so I, I don't understand why why the guys today, why these owners are afraid their players are not gonna last nine innings. As it is, but you know, Malcolm, it's ironic. We're talking <laughs> like this about how owners shouldn't do this, they shouldn't be concerned about injury. but you know what? The opposite's happening. There's been more injury in baseball than ever before, despite what we want owners to do. And it's only going to reinforce what owners are thinking. Well, see, there's more and more injuries, so we're going to make pitchers pitch even less. Uh-huh. You know, it's it's working it's, the opposite. Malcolm, Again, is, uh, is there a league rule as far as pitchers having to pitch only so many innings a, a, no. a, a no. week? No. no. Again, no. that's up to the owner. Again, yep. if it, okay. it's, it's up to the manager or if the owner or if the analytics nerd from Harvard basically tells them, oh, this guy's off limits. He went back-to-back games and pitched an inning and a third. Or, you know, he's available. We need him to pitch two. If it comes to emergency situation, then he's available. Yeah, so but it is, it, it is amazing. It is amazing. I, 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 uh-huh. I want to move on to other things. Go ahead, Michael. Yeah, yeah, well, well, since we're talking about baseball, I wanted to throw this <laughs> in. I wanted, I wanted to know if Don heard about the no-hitter. I absolutely oh, yeah. did, and I've been trying to work a way in to talk about it because <laughs> Luther, Luther might even know about it because one of the yeah, teams yeah. came from his part of the world. It was Double A right. Southern League. It was the Chattanooga, the Chattanooga Lookouts, yeah, against the beautifully named Rocket City Trash, Trash Pandas. Pandas. <laughs> they play in in Madison, Alabama. Yep, and it's I guess called Rocket City because apparently some it, of the NASA is. stuff used to happen there. Yep. So, so the first six innings, I'm gonna say, um, um, Chattanooga was ahead. Um, Three to nothing, and Rocket City didn't have any hits. And in the seventh inning of the seven-inning game, because of a doubleheader, Rocket City still didn't have any hits, but they put seven runs together with no hits. They and did I it. Think, there were a lot of walks. And I, they did it with walks and a lot of errors. Six, one, six walks, three hit batsmen, and, and only uh, one error. One, one error. S- Spectacular. Basically, a whole, a basically a whole ball. lot of a whole lot of free bases. So it was amazing, and and I and I think that was also I think in other parts of baseball, the another a female was the first female I believe to manage in one of the lower level games. 
I, I think so in, in Tampa, in Tampa. Yeah, but I wanted to like wrap yeah, up that about that game. that game, the Rocket City game. One of the mm-hmm. pitchers for for Chattanooga who was throwing all those walks and hit batsmen, one of them was Ben Joyce from Tennessee, who we were talking about last year. Yeah, Ben Joyce for the Vols, I think. Yeah. University of Tennessee, he was yeah. amazing. Now he's in double A yeah. and he's finding out that you know he's not as life, amazing life as he thought he life was. Life ain't that easy and, and when you try to go up the ladder. Yeah. Life life's but, a lot harder. John, by, by by the way, the only the only thing that was different from what I heard about that game and what you said was that the the the, the team who lost was actually winning five to nothing until the bottom of the seventh inning. And then, you know, yeah, and then I think they happened, won like happened. Se- I think they won seven to five. It was, it was three, nothing. The, the, the angels minor league rocket city got seven runs and Chattanooga got two runs in the bottom okay. half of inning number That's seven to make seven it to seven to five. Seven so. five. And the team that won had no hits. None. Yeah. That's <laughs> the bottom line. Awesome. That's crazy. Awesome. Malcolm, was there anything else? Anything else? Uh, no, sir. I, I appreciate the time you've allotted me. I defer to Jane. All right. Uh, I think we have somebody else in waiting. Do. Or what? Michael? We did have Jane, but Jane has left. Uh, All right. So, Jane, if you want to uh, uh, raise, raise your hand and we will uh, let you, let you uh, say what it is you want to say. Um, so, I would like to go back to the basketball playoffs. Uh, and uh, because, you know, this is the time to sort of think about what's going to happen. And I am totally mystified by the West. Oh, the uh, West is weird. It's just it's bizarre because the top I mean, teams, the West is Den- weird. Denver, uh, Nashville and Sacramento are uh, Memphis. Sorry. Uh, and, and Sacramento are all young, have limited experience <laughs> or have not done well in prior year playoffs. And they're the top three seeds. And then you got. The Lakers, Phoenix, Phoenix uh, uh, the uh, Clippers, and there's another team I'm forgetting off the top of my head. The Clippers Four. get the Suns. Golden State. Golden State. State Sacramento. Right, right. So, you know, so gold, So that's the perfect way to start. Golden State, Sacramento. Who's going to win that series? This is probably Either one, one. Of those, This is probably one of those where Sacramento could easily get picked off. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sacramento... They have a positive plus minus point differential, but God, they don't play any defense at all. I think they score like 118, give up like a hundred and whatever. I think it's like a, it's like really high because they don't play. I mean, if if you look at the West, Phoenix and Golden State might be the two teams that could make a run in this thing. They're the veteran teams of the bunch. And now, as Michael Wilbon from ESPN over the weekend and PTI Extraordinary, I don't know what's going on in the background back there. Whatever it is, I keep going, uh, Luther. But some Michael Wilbon said that it may be good for the Clippers to play the Suns now in the first round and maybe pick them off before they get to the semifinals and the finals because they'll you know be ready to be because they've not really been tested yet and they haven't really played many close games. So if we came down to it, <clears throat> how would the sun be able to handle it? And Jeff I, has I, his I, hand up just so you guys know. Okay. Let's just, let's just, let's just, let's just finish this thought. Um, uh, but I think maybe, but I'm not, I'm not going to say, you know, the Clippers are going to pick up the Suns, 
but I think the Clippers could give them a series, but I think the Suns ultimately win in six. Kevin Durant has a lot to do with what's going to happen. Oh, that's the key. Can KD stay healthy? Can Chris Paul stay healthy? And can Devin Booker stay healthy? If those three can, then the Suns are winning the West. They're going to be a force. If they can't... You're not giving Denver any play here. Well, here's the thing. (laughs) I know. That's the puzzle, Michael. That really is the puzzle because Denver really should be getting more play than they are. But here, but, but here's the but thing: they have, a, they have a track record. They've not proven it. That's why Denver's not getting any love because <laughs> they've been close to the conference finals and they've always ran into that team that bounces them out. See, I think it's quite likely that Denver would play Phoenix in the second round. What do you think and about that series? I, I think Phoenix could beat Denver. I, agree. I mean, look. Yeah. It, whoever whoever gets the eight seed between the Lakers and well the, the New Lakers or- and New the, Orleans the Lakers are the seven seed they play Minneapolis. well they they can, there's a, there's a possibility they could lose in the seven eight game and still get the eight depending on who wins the T Wolves Thunder game because That's, if you're yeah. if you're if you're the seven seed and you lose the best t- way you could finish is still finishing up in eighth. Because the winner of the seven eight game is going to get the seven seed and play Memphis, and I am really shaky with this Grizzlies team. The way they looked over the last couple of months, the West is probably going to be more wide open than you know the East. It wouldn't shock me if your final four were Boston, Milwaukee, Phoenix, Golden State. I would not be shocked either, because due to the fact that. The Bucks, the Bucks and the Celtics are on a collision course. There's just no way around it. Well, we did have Jeff, but I think is Jeff is Jeff still there? I think he just left. Yes. All right. Well, that's okay. All right. <clears throat> he just left. Oh, okay. But I, but I would not be shocked if you know the Warriors and Suns play in the conference final. I would not be because I really don't trust Denver. And if Memphis runs into, oh, I don't know, Golden State, I think Golden State can beat them. I mean, I, I. Well, if everybody wins, they'll draw Sacramento in round two. Well, well, Sacramento's got to learn how to play some defense first, because they did not look well at all in the regular season defensively. The, the, the thing with Golden State is, you know, they don't play well on the road. That we know this, and well, I don't know what, mind. what what Wiggins is doing. When is Wiggins? Well, from what from what I'm hearing, if Wiggins. Wiggins could be back in time for the playoffs. Could be. I'm not saying definite, but that's kind of the vibe I'm getting. That Wiggins but, could but, be back for the postseason. But even if he's back, you know, how long will it take him to get into basketball shape? You know, I mean, that's well, kind of- if if he if he's working with the team, like you know, I've been hearing with whatever he's been dealing with, because they didn't, you know, get that information out on who, you know, what had happened to him. And he's still working with the team, being around the guys and in game shape, coming off that injury. That could help. Michael. What do you think about all this? I just don't see. I don't see Golden State not being consistent enough. I, I have. It's hard to figure out what's going to happen in the West. I think. I think the Grizzlies have uh, Every internal problems. Fun. They, they've got internal problems. Yeah, they sure do. Uh, well, Morant's got yeah. his gun issue. Well, yeah, he's got more yeah. than a gun issue. And so, so I, I, I don't know. It's 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 hard to say. You, I would tip my hat toward, like you guys were saying, toward Phoenix. 
if if those three guys you mentioned yep. stay healthy. Paul, Booker, and KD are the three keys yeah, for that team. And Aiton. Aiton also. Well, yeah. DeAndre Aiton, he's kind of a you know, weird piece to the puzzle. Is he gonna is he gonna get along with Monty Williams? Is he gonna is he gonna act like a big crybaby when some when things don't go his way? That's what concerns you with the Suns. Is he gonna check out? The other, the other problem with the other problem with the Suns is they're not deep. No, they're not. They're not deep. And so, you know, and all, if, all those pieces they traded to get JD. Yeah. You could have at least done kind of the same thing with the Dallas Mavericks. They're not deep either. They lost. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they I mean, that, 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 was, that was a disastrous trade when they made it. And it's only going to get worse because the Knicks have a, uh, you know, uh, the whole the whole thing is. is Well, the, the, Knicks are kind of, the Knicks are kind of in a weird spot. But, but what, I'm trying to, what I'm trying to say is Dallas, uh, we'll get to the Knicks later if we want. But in the case of Dallas, not only do they, you know, did, did they lose and, you know, with Kyrie, who's probably and they gone. Tanked. And they, well, they probably tanked. And they then, tanked you know, on purpose. And, and they don't, I don't know what their draft situation is. Well, I don't think they, here's, the, here's the thing. If it gets bad enough for the Mavericks, they may not even have a draft. That, that's the point. And the Knicks have that pick. Well, if yeah. it's outside the top, if it's not, if it's outside the top ten, yeah, the Knicks will get that pick. If, if they if they don't stay in the top ten with the lottery, the Knicks are going to get that pick. So Dallas can only have one pick I like. in the whole in the whole draft. Or or if, if the NBA finds that they were taking on purpose, they could lose that pick too. Plus, get hit in the wallet where it hurts. And then what what happens if a Kyrie goes, which I think he will. Uh, Ky- yeah. Ky- Kyrie, if, if I'm Dallas at this point, if I'm Dallas at this point, I don't care what he decides to do. Then why did they get him in the first place? If they wanted a tank, they didn't. But but they but, no, they but, but when they, they when they playoff, guys right. check this out. When they made that trade, Dallas was sitting in a good spot as the five seed. From sitting to the five seed to the eleven to out that fast over one move that's about as worse as north that's about as worse as north carolina in college basketball started the season number one not even making the ncaa tournament not even qualify, not even going to the nit and a few guys have already transferred out and Kyrie, Kyrie was uh Kyrie wasn't totally healthy when he got there either that, that's true that's true but here's the question has he ever been healthy? And and, and, and every everywhere. <laughs> Not he when goes, he was with I mean, Cleveland. I mean, think about this. Everywhere he goes, he's always a morale killer. Everywhere he goes. But I don't see how you can blame Kyrie for this. I've seen no evidence that. I mean, I know what you're saying, Luther. I mean, it's easy to pin something on him. This is a Cuban issue, I think. He, well, he, just, uh, he, it, he, he, he just traded. His, they're you know all these, all these good players to the Nets. Yeah, Brunson, Brunson yeah. went to the oh, Brunson, no, Brunson went, went to the, the Knicks. Yeah, Brunson went to the Knicks. Dorian Finney Smith went to the Nets. Um, Dinwiddie went to the Nets. Dinwiddie went there. Yeah, and then and the Net and the Nets. I think the Nets are in what the playing tournament. No, the Nets are six seed. No, they're they're oh yeah, they're the six. Yeah, New York's five, right? And, and, yeah, yeah, and all all those moves that you made, Mark Cuban, and the general manager of the Dallas Mavericks. You, if you would have at least kept one of those, you would be in the play-in tournament right now. So in and the, the East, Ma- and, and the Mavericks don't defend nobody. Okay. 
So in the East, you got Philadelphia Knicks, I believe. No, no, Phil- Philadelphia, Philadelphia Nets. Nets. Philadelphia Nets, yeah. Cleveland Knicks. Cleveland Knicks. And then, and uh, of course, Milwaukee and Boston have to they wait, wait to see what happens with that wacky tournament. That play-in tournament, 7, 8, 9, 10. You know, I, I, I don't think – well, let me say this differently. The, the Sixers will beat the Nets. But I, I think I, – no, I'm not sure it's going to be so easy. I'm not going to say easy. I think, I, think, I, think the Nets, I think the Nets push them to six. I think so, too. Um, the Nets are a solid team, and the Sixers are just flaky sometimes. You know, uh, they just in, are. In the, um, in the immortal words of somebody, the Sixers, when they're right, they're pretty good. And I know our, I know our Philadelphia friend Joe Marks would attest to that. But when they're, when they're not, they can easily get picked off. And I would not be shocked if the Celtics picked off the Sixers again in the playoffs in the semifinals. They've got to stop Embiid. He he won the scoring title. Again. He won fifty. He got fifty points last time we faced them, and they still almost yeah. lost. And they still lost. Yeah, I, I actually watched that game. No, and they, they won. Still lost. No, no, they won the game. But well, they won the game. But that what, the game. what you the the fifth, the, the Sixers need a second score, and I don't. And, well, as Michael. Uh, 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 as our, the ref would say, don't forget James Harden. Who can forget him? At this point with James Harden, the only thing I can say about him is, who cares? Well, <laughs> the Sixers I mean, do, that's for certain. Uh, yeah, they have to, they have Pete, to look, he, he's going to be gone after the season anyway. He's going to be gone. From what I'm hearing, he's going back to Houston. Oh, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure Houston would love them. When, when oh, have, oh, of course they are. They're rebuilding. In Houston? No, I, I don't know. Who the, the, we got to get a new coach down here. Because That's true. Yeah, yeah. They, you're, 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 man, y'all need a lot. They fired Silas. Yeah, so. I mean, they. they but, I, I wonder sometimes if some of these folks up top put their coaches in bad positions just to see, you know, if, you know, if they can just find an easy, easy way to – Get out of their get out of a coach's deal. I think Paul Silas can coach. It just comes down to the right fit, and we always talk about fit a lot. In well, when he came, he thought he was going to be coaching Harden and Westbrook. They well, they bailed we, out. They they bailed and went other places, and they had a whole bunch of young folks. And I mean, yeah. they 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 got some nice pieces, but they just have they just need they just need to get that foundation back. But wouldn't James Harden be a great role model for young people? I mean, wouldn't he be like the? the, the, the uh, I don't think so. He's he's kind of, he's kind of like he's kind of like the small small forward version of a young Charles Barkley at the time who who said, and I quote, "I'm not a role model." Yeah, you actually are. You're a brand every day. Thank you. What about Ben Simmons? What's his deal? I don't know. I, I, he, I think- he's a disaster. I really think he has mental uh, disabilities. He is uh, mentally fragile, and I I don't know if if, if he's if he's if that's recoverable. That's uh, really for for, really, for really him. Sad. I think Colin Cowherd put it best. There's a lot of guys that want the paycheck but don't want to grind and do the work. Ben yeah, Simmons ben, ben Simmons loves the basketball life. He loves doing that, but mentally he don't put in that work. See, I I don't I, but I think he's wrong. It's not the issue of him not wanting to work hard. He just is in a mental state. He's fragile. 
And if you're mentally fragile, you cannot survive oh, in, in that game. You can't. It's not a matter of working hard. It's a matter of, of, of you know, trying to recover from whatever, you know, trauma he's dealing with. Okay, let, let's play this out for a second. That's, that's not really easy to do. Let, let's play this out for a second. Where do you think it went wrong with him? I mean, because he, he's like... You know, he was like saying Doc Rivers basically made him work when he didn't, when he really didn't feel like he, you know, not, not like making excuses, but it was like, well, what was the work ethic like in college for him? It was probably easy. I don't know. Yeah, he was a great player in college. He was a good player in college, but I I forgot he was. He wasn't a good player. He was a great player in college. Yeah, but then all of a sudden it's like, and all of a sudden, it was like he had to make two big foul shots, and all of a sudden, it's like he had the yips. Yeah, something just, weird. Something weird happened in that playoff series. Exactly. And I don't. I don't know. I don't know what never occurred from it. I don't know what happened. I, I, I remember. Back, I remember. The back it was, injury is the back injury really real? I don't know. Does I? Uh, I don't know. Who can say? Who can say when he's really able to play? Well, I, yeah. I mean, my sense is he's mentally unable to play right now. Well, here, here's my question. And, and not, say, I, say he, say he gets therapy for it. Okay, let, let's let's just say he gets therapy. Where do you think he would fit? Because right now, I don't know. I don't know if the team would take him on right now, even if he got therapy for it. That depends on how. Su- that depends on the success of the therapy. True. Well, it, 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 it's it's a question. It's a risk. It's a risk benefit analysis. He'd have, to, he'd have to take a he'd have to take a budget cut, a pay cut, major pay cut. It, yeah, and see if he can get back into the swing of things. I mean, I, I really feel badly for him. I, I, I really yeah, do. I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I it, do. It, it's, it's it's not a matter of like Kyrie who just screwed things up. He just who's just who's just a morale killer. Yeah, but but I, in 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 uh, uh, this in this guy's case, he just. I think he had some kind of mental issue that he's not been able to shake. And I, I think I think when he said that the Sixers fans, I think for like booing him or something every time he missed, I think he was playing for the Sixers at the time or yes, something. He yeah, he was. And the and the fans were like every time he when he was when he had to make foul shots, they were cheering every time he missed. And I think yeah. or something. Do you remember uh, Bob or one of you Boston fans? There was that guy back in the eighties who gave up a, a clutch two run homer in the bottom of the ninth against the Angels or somebody. I can't remember the, the guy's name. It was the Angel. Oh, you 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 talk you talking about you talking Ricky about Henderson, uh, David Dave Henderson. Dave, Dave Henderson, Henderson on, 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 on Donnie Moore. Yeah, yeah Donnie Moore. Donnie Moore. Moore. And, and now he he was the Angels pitcher. He, that's right. And, and I'm thinking I'm thinking about Donnie Moore. You know what happened to him at the end? Don't he committed suicide. He committed suicide. Yeah, and I mean it was I mean, like. We we don't know what happened precisely, but whatever it was. No, but I um, I don't know I don't know if I don't remember if he shot him or jumped out of the window. It, no, it he he used a gun and he oh, okay. and he and he shot his wife in the bargain. She survived. He did not. I mean, oh. what an awful story. But this is what mental illness does. Exactly. And, and I mean, not all the time. Most of the time, it's you know, people mentally ill are fine. I mean, but look at look at once well, in a while. Music stars. Well, and, let me turn let me turn the tables to baseball. You heard about Austin Meadows from the Tigers. He was put on IL the other day. Mental issues. It's about time somebody gave a darn about that. Because I, I personally, I want to be very serious here. If uh, I have had issues since 1981, off and on, you know, not always on, or else I wouldn't have been able to function. But I had some times in baseball when. In spite of being a broadcaster, I was borderline non-functional. 
And if I had even suggested to my broadcast partner that I should seek the help of a therapist, I, I won't repeat the words he would have said if I would tried that. You probably would have been and, laughed out of the booth. And there was a situation where we were staying in a hotel which had some very high windows. And I did take some some thoughts about, you know, taking the big leap, mm. which obviously I didn't since I'm talking to you now. But I mean, yeah. I mean, to, to do that in the midst of my career and I would have because uh, the girl I was seeing those those last four years had married me for this other idiot. So that's why I was thinking about doing it. And did, but, you, did you also hear that the voice of the Rangers are in Nadell? He's not starting with the with the team right now correct he's, 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 he's got issues also yeah and he's dealing with the same thing i, I applaud them for coming exactly. out if you will um i i read the story and i'm like wow and you know as bad as my own problems were i didn't even seek help until 2016 because up until then you know if i had i would have i would have had a lot of problems to deal with just because i was seeking help and even if even when i got it i never I always had to take public transportation, sure. you know, to get to the, the help. The people I was staying with, you know, they didn't want to drive me to that. They sure. they didn't they didn't really understand the whole thing. Well, I'm, first of all, but I'm it's good sorry that, that the athletes have have started to come out and recognize it. I know, oh, sure. Uh, Dak Dak Prescott uh, did that too, and he 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 came out. And, and recognized that he was having some mental issues with the death of his loved ones. And he applauded all of the athletes who, who just said, hey, you know. I need help. Sometimes I need some downtime. Michael Phelps, same thing. A, a, a legendary Olympic swimmer. He came out and said the same thing. I think Simone Biles also said the same thing. Yeah, so just right. because she, you have the job she, of a lifetime doesn't mean, doesn't mean you know, everything is a bed of roses. You're not, it, it's not like you're not dealing with pressure. I mean, it happens to all of us. And I know what my partner would have said. He would have said, hey, you're a broadcaster. What else do you want? Yeah, it's true. I mean, And I know that because he said that when I was with this girl that he didn't approve of, the one I really wanted to marry. He said, you, you, you're you, an announcer. What do you need a woman like that for? <laughs> yeah, but both lives are separate. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. a, a, a good spouse can really, I, a Michael, you might be able to talk about this. I, I know we're getting off sports a little bit, but a, a, but a good spouse can really uh, make a, a life so much better. Yep. You know, yeah, that's it's, true. That's what I've heard. It is true. It is, that, it is absolutely true. That's true. It's absolutely true. Um, so, I, I, you know, have two good ones. <laughs> first of all, Don, I want to thank you for sharing that. I think. Um, no, I really. That. And the other thing is, you know, I think, I think we all need to, and I, uh, need to respect the fact that there are some players and I think Simmons is one of them who just has a mental illness. I mean, he has to shake and, and I don't know if it's possible. What about a guy you know, like Antonio Brown? He, he's, he's been, he's been kind of a middle basket case for a minute. I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's a mental issue or if he's just screwed up in that. Well, uh, be I mean, careful, Luther, because uh, you well, know, the, the line is kind of, well, I mean, I know the line is near. I know the line is like is like very marginal now. It's not like not like the not like the Grand Canyon like it once was because it's a lot tighter now. But but they can be non-functional. It can yeah. come to that. Oh, sure, it I mean, can. Yeah. 
I mean, what was who was it? John Rocker or whatever? I think oh, I think I think he had a mental snafu as well at one point when Granky. he was closing for the Braves. Granky, Granky, yeah. as well. Another one. Anxiety issues. Mike I, Babcock. I, do we have anybody waiting? Yeah, do we? Uh, it looks like we do not. Oh, okay. Well, well we, we encourage wow. you to come in yeah, and please. participate. This is sort of a tough time to come in, but you're welcome. <laughs> talk to us whatever you want to yeah, talk really. about. We, we didn't quite think we'd gone this path, but I'm I'm glad. Well, I'm no, glad, I mean, glad we did. Um, keep in mind, sports imitates life all the time, and e- and even when you think it doesn't, it does. Because sports and having mental and anxiety and things like that, they all get put in a grander focus when you and, really and stop I, and think about it. And I have to tell you, you know, you know guys, I tutor student athletes at the University of Missouri, and yeah. all of them are, are terrific people. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of them that, that I've worked with are just wonderful people. But the stress that these folks are under. Uh, you know, yeah, go to go to class, go to sports, class, do, do, do exam, have a social life, do do volunteer activities. Uh, their their lives are programmed pretty pretty much 24 7 365 and and i especially during the sports season and i uh was telling somebody today i i spent a good chunk of my time it was tutoring just calming the athlete down you know just trying to uh, be in a safe place where they could just sort of you know take a breath never mind getting any work done just take a breath and and you know and sort of Relax and 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 to think it's going to be okay. I, it's not going to. I be, mean, when you it's, when it's you talk, as it is. when you talk about that, when you because I mean we've talked about this before, but yep. when you you know have to tutor a kid to settle them down because their brain and their gears are going hundred miles an hour, and you know they need a break. Are there things like do? Do sometimes words need to be said, or do you feel like you have an idea without saying anything that they just need a cool down where so, no so, tutoring or vice versa? So here, here's my answer to your question, Luther. Um, most of the athletes I run into are incredibly emotionally intelligent. Mm-hmm. They are much more self-aware than us average people. They have to be. They have well, to. of course. They have to. Otherwise, be. otherwise they wouldn't have. Otherwise, they wouldn't have figured up to get the high school to college and pass the scam for the cheap and just get there. That's right. Well, now their SATs are no longer required, but that's our whole oh, conversation. Yeah. But you know what? But, I mean. but, but but the point is, they're, they're pretty self-aware. So if they come in <coughs> and, doing and they say, "I'm like totally stressed," or you know, "I'm having," or "I'm totally shot," I, 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 yeah. I, and you know, most most people will say that, or you can tell within the first thirty seconds. Mm. And you know, so then I just spend I, often I'll spend ten minutes just yammering about something. You know, right. whatever, whatever, whatever is important. To them. And sometimes it's course related and sometimes it's not. And that's all they need. They need 15 minutes of, of being listened to. And then they can get some work done. You know, it's, I, it's, I, it's, I it's, it's, it's not that hard, but you have to be aware of it. I think that's everybody. I mean, you stop and look at it. It's like in whatever, you know, whatever walk of life. I mean, we all here at this panel at this table or wherever we are home and abroad, yeah. however we, wherever we may be, as the late Bill Charlie would say, eventually. But wherever we are, no matter what walk of life you're in, just being heard. But, but, but Luther, you're right. You're absolutely right. And I would add, for folks who are under lots of pressure, <clears throat> like athletes are, and that's something I never really fully understood until I took this job. They're just, it's, it's just an amazing thing to watch. 
Uh, how I was well just going to ask you about that. Yeah. Like, yeah. when did you like when you took that type of a job? You it was probably like not even second nature, but I'm guessing now there are a lot of things you as a teacher slash tutor have to pick up on because every case is different when it comes but to we, kids, when it comes to athletes like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, but primarily my job is to just do my best to make sure they get their coursework done. I mean, that's really mm -hmm. my job. And, and, and often, uh, you know, often they come in, they're ready to get some work done. They sit down, they, you know, we might have crack a joke and for 30 seconds and they work and I help them out or I don't. And then there are the occasional times when somebody will come in and they'll, you can tell they're just not focused or they'll sure. say, I'm having a really rough time. And mm -hmm. it's not that they, they need mental help. They don't need a therapist. They just need somebody to, to say it's okay. It's okay to be stressed out. It, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's okay to feel, to feel sort of overwhelmed. You know, I think we, I think uh, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up the Bruins, give them a little attention. No, please, please do. Oh, please yeah. do. They, they please made do. history, folks. 63rd win. They, no one in hockey has ever won 63 games in one season. That's it's impressive. never happened until yesterday. When they beat the Flyers. The Bruins are now 63-12-5, and five, folks. And, and that's game. only in 80 games. Yeah, two more games to go. They could conceivably win 65 and have 135 points. That's never been done. I mean, what, what the Bruins are doing right now is shattering every team that we think. I mean, they're an original six team doing this. Yeah. We're not talking about Montreal. We're not talking about Detroit. We're talking about we're not talking about the Flyers. We're talking about Boston. But the question is, when the, the when the when the season's over, when we, everybody goes back to zero and zero. Yeah, but the their talent start, is still the same. Their talent is still the same, no matter what. But we so, we've we've we we have. So should we just should we just wrap this? Wrap the uh, Stanley Cup up. And nope. No. No, no. Not. Not. No. <laughs> I mean, look. Check, look here. Look, Boston's probably going to get through the East. I'm looking forward to seeing what the West is going to look like because you got the Avalanche, the Stars, the Wild, the Oilers, Golden Knights, Kings, Seattle. Well, I think it's Golden. It's Golden Knights, Oilers, and Wild. I think those are the big three right now. Am I correct? Maybe the stars are. Well, in no, Colorado's first in the central. Oh, okay. They caught up over. Then. They passed them. Colorado's got one hundred four. Dallas has one hundred two. Minnesota's got a hundred. Okay. So whoever, so whoever finishes up second is going to get home ice, and whoever finishes up third is going to have to travel. So isn't it sort of like the NBA because you know the West is the West. The West, West is loaded. I mean, they're, they're, they, but they're but they're balanced. Mike, Mike has a point. The West, well, yeah, but the East is not. Yeah, and and there's no clear front runner to compete with with the Bruins. Carolina, New Jersey, Carolina, Jersey, maybe the Rangers, maybe I don't know. Florida, I mean, I, Florida, but I I think. And the Penguins, I think, right now are in a playoff spot too. We might see them in the first round. Yep. Uh, you, I, I mean, I, right. The Pins had the last spot. I think the Islanders were in the last spot until Saturday. Because I know, I know, Detroit lost to Pittsburgh Sunday morning. So, so I think, I, I, to me, the Bruins will get by the first round. That there's no. Oh sure, but after that, after that, and the thing is, we've said this before, and we'll continue to say it. 
The hockey it's the all weird. about matchups. It's, it's the weirdest sport when it comes to records. It is. We have it, to keep it, that in mind. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Goaltender matters. If, if there's a hot goaltender, all bets are off. You know, so um, the South, I mean, I mean, the Bruins really should win. I mean, they're an awesome. Well, they they should. But what, what if what if what if we said what if we said on this show many times about should and actual? Yeah, I know. Because it comes down to matchups. Can you can you can you get a favorable matchup that you can win in five games or fewer, where you can get some rest, or if you're being pushed, are you going to have enough gas in that tank to actually get through it? Because Boston, we, uh, we have one more minute, gentlemen. Because Boston's got Boston has a tough road after the first round. It, so it, I'm really, not, it, it really depends on the goaltender they face. Exactly. I mean, I, mean you know, it, I don't know if it's going to be Swayman or if it's going to be they they might they might split it up depending on you know. No, but I'm talking about who they play against. Well, yeah, who they play against because exactly. goaltending. That's the one thing about it's the same thing with pitching in baseball. Sisnerkin, and then you might get you know they they'll probably deal with Sisnerkin. They probably have to deal with um, Vasilevsky. If Tampa gets by Toronto, that's going to be a heck of a series. That'll be, be fun. Yeah. All right. Well, next week we'll we'll know uh, we'll, we'll we'll know where everybody is. We, we, we will, and, we will, and they would have started playing by then too. That's and, right. Na- and Nashville's got a big and Nashville's got a big game tonight because their playoff hopes are basically hanging on life support. They got to yeah. win tonight and then beat Colorado and Minnesota. Good luck. Yeah, well, gentlemen, luck. it was a pleasure. Thank you again for making this a great show, Luther, Michael, Don, Peter. And Michael Babcock for being host. Thanks for taking the time. And I think, who was it, Brad, that helped Brad for mainstreaming on Brad. ACB Media 5. Thanks for Thank doing you. that. And to our participants and to those who were listening. Thank Go you. safe, everybody, and we will be back next week.